I am Dr. Kelly Kessler, and I am the host of the podcast, Rewiring Health. This podcast is devoted to giving you expert information around nervous system regulation, subconscious mind reprogramming, and a variety of health topics so that you can optimize your life. Stop feeling burnt out, overwhelmed, in pain, and start living your life where you can remain successful without compromising your health. We spend so much of our lives in autopilot. We're just trying to keep up with what the world tells us will make us feel worthy and fulfilled. We spend so much of our lives not even knowing ourselves. But what if we learn to trust ourselves and tap into the power of our higher selves? How would your life change? Alara shares her journey and how you can start to connect with your higher self. Alara Sage is the ecstatic life mentor. She is an embodiment and empowerment mentor and an intuitive, intuitively gifted healer who coaches provocatively and soulfully. She has over 15 years of experience helping others reignite and transform their own lives. Alara Sage works with women who feel unfulfilled in life and disconnected from their true radiant self. She helps them unlock their power, orgasm, and authenticity for a deeply fulfilling, intimately connected, and nourishing life without sacrifice. More importantly, she has walked the walk. Alara is passionate about helping women realize that a woman who is turned on in life activates the world around her. Have you checked out this week's giveaway? With over $1,700 in the next five weeks for my countdown to 100 episodes, these are such amazing prizes that you can win from past guests. If you haven't checked out this week's giveaway, just check it out in the details below and definitely enter so you can win. Welcome to another episode of Rewiring Health. I'm so grateful to be joined with Alara Sage. So thank you so much for being here today. Yay, I'm so happy to be here, Kelly. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. And it was so awesome. So Alara just launched her new podcast and I was just on it recently. And so it's been just amazing to connect with her. So I'm so grateful to have you mm -hmm. on my podcast so we can just continue our conversation because it was just amazing. I know it's so fun to like connect in all the spaces and cultivate these relationships and these conversations. Cause it's like yeah. from your angle, from my angle, it's really yeah. powerful. Absolutely. And that's the, the most beautiful thing. We all share unique perspectives, unique mm -hmm. lives, unique experiences. And then to bring it here where we may say something that we may not find to be profound, but someone might be listening and be like, oh my God, that hit home for me. So it's just, it's absolutely amazing to have this space and to, to share it with other people. And so I want to jump right in. So tell me about how, what brought you to what you do today? Because I know you're really into the healing space and helping others really connect with themselves. And can you tell me a little bit about what inspired that? What were some things that you went through in life that allowed you to cultivate that in your own life and now help others do it themselves? Yeah, it's definitely been, you know, when I look back on it, it's been practically a lifelong journey. So there's been quite a few very profound things that have happened to me that have just continued to cultivate this. But one of the ones that was very, you know, specific and drastic and fun to talk about is I had a, a moment where at the time in my life, I was married, I was, you know, had a great husband, two young children. From the outside, it was seemingly perfect. I mean, literally friends and family thought all was well. And, and honestly, so did I, to the most part. And at the time I was working on horses, I was doing physical therapy to horses. I was doing body work to them. And I was in the car and I was driving and my higher self said to me, 
Om three times. So at that point in my spiritual journey, I was meditating, but I wasn't like a big Omer. Uh, I knew what it was. And so I was like, okay, sure. And I did it, you know, nice deep breath. Om, and did that three times at the very end of the third Om, this energy shot through my body, out my crown, and I went into a full body orgasm such that I had to pull the car over. Luckily I was only going like 30 miles an hour. Um, I hadn't actually had a full body orgasm yet at that point. Yeah. I didn't even know it was happening to me. I was just in this full body orgasm for, you know, a couple of minutes and then, Oh, when it kind of relaxed and softened, I was really in this very ecstatic state and wow, just really cloud nine, this absolute state of bliss. And again, I had no idea what had happened to me. For the rest of the day, I got to enjoy this energy. And I was driving down the freeway, like, you know, when you're just so thrilled, I had the music blaring, I could barely sit in my seat and like drive my car. And then after that, I had six months of quite uh like strange and almost traumatizing experiences where a lot of really old energies and old emotions came just pouring out of myself. And, you know, to the point that I even questioned my own sanity, I already had a very strong connection with my higher self at that point. And I asked, you know, am I going insane? And, you know, I got clear intuitive hits. No, just, just let the emotion out, fully express it. Don't be scared of it. Just allow it. So I did. I expressed it fully. And, you know, it was about five months that it started to kind of even keel. And it was very erratic for those five months. I mean, I would be one minute angry, raging, the next minute blissful, the next minute crying, sobbing on the floor, like very erratic. And after about those five months, a book fell into my lap called Spontaneous Kundalini Awakening. And I learned that I had had a Kundalini Awakening experience. But what that did for me very specifically is it really highlighted um, the dullness, the shutdownness, um, the numbness that I was in and experiencing and what was available to me in such a drastic and powerful way. I couldn't really deny that. You know, I knew that that was what was possible. It wasn't just a one-time thing. I knew very strongly in my body, I had the capacity to experience this level of bliss regularly. So why wasn't I was began the question. Uh, and, you know, it led me to divorcing my husband and changing my life. Nothing against my husband. He's a wonderful person. We have a wonderful relationship now. It was just the path I needed to take for my own personal uh, transformation and yeah, it, it absolutely led me down to this path of helping women and, and just realizing, you know, that there is so much available to us in this human experience. Absolutely. And one thing that really stuck out when, as you're speaking is that how we get into this dullness of life. And I think it creeps up on us. I've experienced that in my life. And many people I know have talked about, like, you know, we, we don't even know we're just going through the motions and we don't even realize that we're not experiencing these heightened emotions or lower emotions. And we're just kind of numbing ourselves out with many things. So I think it's just so profound that you had that awakening and realizing like what was possible for you. One thing I want to ask you as you were talking is that I know that trust within yourself and the higher power was really huge for, for helping you understand this whole thing that was going on. 
how did you develop that trust with your higher self? And how did that, what did that look like as you cultivated that, where you realized that you could hear and listen to yourself and trust that this was a process that you're going through and that, you know, you weren't going crazy. It was just a, a process of healing rather than a process of something that might feel scary if you didn't have that trust. Absolutely. So important. And again, something I cultivated my entire life when I was 19 years of age, I was like full bore ready to go to college, you know, university. I was university bound. I've always been a student. I've always been a learner. It's something I I loved school. So it was always like, that's where I was headed. And by the time I got to senior year, I didn't know what I wanted to do. And this was in 1999 and everybody was talking about computer programming. And I was like, sure, computer programming. Yeah. Okay. And I was set up to go to university to become a computer programmer. And my mom was just like, are you sure this is what you want to do? And I kept trying to take the SAT test and I kept missing it by like 10 points, just Mm -hmm. ridiculousness. And like the universe just kept trying to redirect me. And at the time I worked at a snowboard surfboard shop and these people had come in and they're talking about Australia and all these places that they were going. And honestly, after the third time of taking the SAT, I remember coming home and just collapsing into a sobbing fit. And my mom said again, are you sure this is what you want to do? And out of nowhere, out of my mouth came, no, I want to travel. And she said, great, do it. You know, I thought she'd be like, no, 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 no. College. Yeah. And I did it. And it was again, one of those very pivotal points for me. And that was one of the most profound points for me of learning. Whoa, there's this guidance system in me that's trying to direct me. And I was like pushing this way and like, look, like I couldn't even get the test. Like I'm an intelligent person. There was no reason for that. Mm-hmm. And like, it just wasn't wanting me to go that direction. I could have forced it further. I would have made it, I would have made it happen, but there was this, this guidance system within me. And that landed very strongly for me at that point. And I continued to cultivate it um, throughout my life. And then as I became spiritual, you know, it was really connecting with my body, connecting with my chakras, beginning to tune in to the subtle energies on a regular basis, regularly tuning in to myself and listening. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That, that is so important. It's just amazing that you had that at 19, you had that introspection and understanding of like resisting, you know, the, the universe would be resisting what, what you're trying to do. It's like, cause it's such a time that's tumultuous and trying to figure out what's right for you. And it does, I truly, I agree that I feel like the universe does have a plan for all of us. And it's just a matter of allowing things to kind of unfold as they are destined to be and that the universe is working for us, but it can be very hard to understand, especially when you're, you know, not passing a test that you're trying to you think is the right path. And so as So as you went down that path of what you felt was right, did you find that things started to unfold even more where you could open yourself up to what felt authentically right? Yeah. I mean, I left the country at 19 by myself. I'd never been out of the country and just went to Fiji and immediately kind of realized, wow, you know, I saved up money, but like, I have no money coming in. And I was like, what am I going to do? And I was a scuba diver. And so it just all of a sudden started clicking. I became a scuba diver master and then I became an instructor. And then all of a sudden I was making income and everything was flowing so easy, easy and fluidly. And I just really was in this very magical life. I was traveling all over, living this very simple, yet very connected and deliberate and enjoyable life. And again, I could see that. I could see the fluidity 
uh, you know, I couldn't do that for all of my life. And I had another transition out of that. And that was definitely, you know, again, like, what am I supposed to do and learning how to follow my intuition, which led me to the horses back mm -hmm. into the healing modalities and the horses taught me so much about healing. And again, just the opening up of my reality through following the breadcrumb trails. Mm -hmm. Yes. And do you mind speaking on that further? Like, how do you tap into knowing what is right for you? Like, I know some, you know, if people say sometimes, oh, it feels like it just feels right. But does that mean that there's no discomfort in that? So can you talk about that? How do you, how do you navigate knowing what's right for you? And if there is discomfort, how do you navigate whether that discomfort is telling you you're not doing it right, or if it is right for you, this, it could seem like, unless you really are in tune with yourself, it could be a lot of mixed messages. Absolutely. And it's definitely about practice, okay. but I will say intuition is not emotional. Mm -hmm. And this is something I find a lot of people get confused with. Mm -hmm. They get confused with their emotion yeah. and then they follow their emotions. And that's not intuition. That's your emotion, which is usually rooted in past experiences, right? So first off is to be non-emotional, right? If you're thinking about doing something, you know, try to put yourself in a neutral state of being. And most definitely practice these things on the little things, mm -hmm. not the big life choices that are very emotional, right? right. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, breathe into your body, find that state of like presence first and foremost. It's yeah. really important. Oftentimes going out in nature is a really great way to ground into your body and find that stillness to ask the questions. This is before even asking the question, right? Mm -hmm. And then you can ask the question, you know, what I recommend people to do is to feel into it is so like, for instance, if you were to say, you know, is this right for me is, is, you know, we'll say something drastic, like leaving your job is leaving my job right for me, you know, bring in the leaving the job and, and feel it in your body. Mm -hmm. And the a no will generally feel like a, a tightness and kind of a withdrawal. And a yes has this very generally open, expansive <gasps> energy to it. But again, practice on the little things, you know, practice, you know, should I get a, you know, a deli sandwich today? Is that aligned for my body? Like, that's a really great way to get in tune with your intuition is through like what to eat today. You know, should I do this little thing today? Practice on those things. You get familiar with the sensations of a no and a yes in your physical body. And that becomes very, very apparent. And then secondly is, is to listen, <laughs> which is, I would say, the second most challenging thing is, is people start to second guess and question. And that's why practicing it on the little things and building up that confidence in yourself is really huge because then when you are asking the bigger questions, you've built up that confidence. Like, yeah, I know what a yes is in my body. I know what a no is. I know. Okay. Not to say it's un not uncomfortable, right? Because a lot of times the yeses are going to be challenging for us. Leaving your job, massive life transformation, any opportunity that's going to offer expansion and evolution for you is going to, yes, it could be a yes. And it could be like, yes, yes, yes. Oh my God. You know, that's where the emotion comes in, right? The potential anxiety, the potential fear, the potential discomfort, and again, noticing the difference vibrationally and the feeling in your body between an intuitive hit, a yes, no, 
mm-hmm. and a, an emotional reaction to that intuitive hit. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's, it's so important. Thank you for differentiating that because it, it I feel like it, unless you're used to doing this and you are practiced in this, it could feel very like, what am I listening to? You know, because yeah. we all have that inner dialogue. It's very like, you know, fighting each other. So it's, it's really, I, I think, thank you for sharing that and, and how we can listen to ourselves a little bit more and use our body with mm-hmm. that. As far as, um, I know you do a lot of like intuitive healing. Can you talk about how do we start to heal intuitively and taking that more to healing within ourselves? Yeah. Again, it's, it's really about cultivating the communication with yourself. Mm-hmm. And so what really wants to come through is, is just a brief conversation about the nervous system, right? Because our nervous system is so imperative to our health mm-hmm. and our ability to connect to to hear our intuition, right? We talk about the brain gut communication. We talk about gut instinct, the ability for your brain to communicate with your intuition, with your instinct, with your gut is hugely representative of your nervous system and the state of your nervous system, right? It's this massive transportation uh, system of communication. It's communicating from your brain to the rest of your body literally. Most people are in a state of fight or flight or they're in dorsal vagal. They're shut down. That's where I was when I was numb Mm. and you can't feel, you Mm. literally can't feel your pain. Uh, sensitivity decreases. You become desensitized to pain. You become desensitized to emotion and sensation. You become desensitized to feeling energy within yourself and with others. So Mm. It's really important that we understand the massive importance of the nervous system and that to learn to regulate your nervous system is, is really, it's very known medical science. It's, this is not at all spiritual. There are very specific ways to go about regulating your nervous system and bringing it back, you know, into a regulated uh, state. And that is going to do so much, right? It's going to increase your immune system. It's going to increase your digestive ability. It's going to increase your respiration and your heart. It's also emotion and behavior. So it allows us to be flexible emotionally and mentally and move in and out of different stressors and states of of experience in our life. It's just enormous. The amount of healing I've done on my own nervous system and continue to do, as well as continuously do on my clients is immense. It hasn't stopped yet. And I've been doing it since 2019 regularly. Mm -hmm. So first and foremost, I really recommend anybody listening to this to research that, to start to investigate, how do I regulate my nervous system and presume that you have a dysregulated nervous system? Cause most likely you do. Um, I teach four keys of connecting to our bodies embodiment, as well as those four keys also regulate the nervous system because embodiment is about the connection of our mind, body, spirit, right? And this is where we ultimately heal because all of the wisdom is within ourselves. Everything that we need to know about what our body needs, about what what we need as a human is available. I'm not saying we don't need doctors and we don't need all this powerful medicine because we do, and it's very, very important. And there's so much wisdom within ourselves and most things can be prevented and or worked with in harmony with the body and with our intuition. 
Yeah, hundred percent. I can attest to that too. I do my own nervous system regulation. I teach it too. And it's like, that is such a huge piece. And, and I would agree. Most people are dysregulated and don't even realize it because it's yeah. become a new normal for them. So yes, that's amazing. I love how you connect that intuitive piece to the science piece, because it's not mutually ex exclusive, like many people think. And also talking about the medicine, these all integrate. And then when you have them all on board, then you are just an unstoppable force. So I love how you just talk about that because I, I think it needs to be reminded, people need to be reminded of that. It's not that you pick one, you can have all of them and it's going to work for you. So I love that so much. Um, one thing I want to talk about, and I know you talk about this, I, I, I always do my research anytime I have someone on, but I wanted you to talk about vulnerability versus protection, because many of us are in that protective mode and, and hunkered down, don't show the world what you truly are and vulnerability feels scary to many people because like once you let people in, it feels like they are going to take advantage of that. So can you talk about that vulnerability, vulnerability versus protection and how do we move towards vulnerability so we can start getting in touch with our authentic self? Yeah, it's such a wonderful question because I have a different take on vulnerability. To me, vulnerability has nothing to do with other people. Mm. Ultimately, yeah, it tends to come out in that manner, mm -hmm. but really vulnerability is about the communication, the connection and the intimacy with yourself. So why are we not feeling safe to be vulnerable? Why are we feeling that we need to be protective? It comes back to when I work with clients, we go just innately, it goes back to very early childhood. You know, these early years where our generations were, you know, <laughs> called the terrible twos is a great example of this, right? Mm -hmm. When we came out of newborn and into toddler and had all these expressions and all these emotions, our parents and our society didn't know, we did not have emotional intelligence. We did not know how to handle emotion. We did not know how to handle expression. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of it was shut down quite mm -hmm. drastically without, you know, it doesn't mean that it was all trauma, but, but it wasn't allowed to have strong emotion. And furthermore, a lot of us would feel the emotion of the entire room of everybody in our, in the room, our parents included everybody and nobody would talk about it, right? Mm -hmm. There'd be this angst, this tension, this anger, this, and everybody's, you know, pretending like everything's okay. So yeah. there creates a lot of confusion in our self about weight, my authentic self feels all this emotion mm -hmm. and wants to express it and, and be it and talk about it and feel it. And nobody's doing that for one, because we copy what we see. Right. Yeah. And two, they're telling me to stop. Mm -hmm. Right. They're telling me to shut it down in yeah. some manner or another. Mm -hmm. So we shut down these very, very innocent and highly expressive parts of ourselves and we bury it in shame. Mm -hmm. Shame is extremely painful. Mm -hmm. I had to deal with my own personal shame, something I wasn't even aware that I carried until I was shown it in my body. And that shame is the belief that we're not good, right? That we're not worthy, that we're not perfect, that we can't be loved. It's deeply, deeply painful. Mm -hmm. So what do we do because of that shame? We hide ourselves. Because how dare anybody really see who we are? Because clearly who we are is not lovable. 
is not worthy, is not okay. So I have to hide myself. And the truth is that's not, everybody's hiding themselves, right? So we're walking around with these masks and these illusions and these protections when we all deeply desire first and foremost to really come back into a space of love with ourselves, because home is you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Your most authentic, like innocent, crazy, quirky, geeky, weird, you is, feels so good to you because that's who you truly are. And so when we first allow ourselves to come home to ourself, allowing ourselves to release the shame, the belief structures that who we are innately is not okay, is not lovable, is not worthy, etc. We open up mm -hmm. and we are ecstatic to share that version of ourselves with the world mm -hmm. because no longer do we have anything that could hurt us. So you have to understand that the reason we feel like we have to hide is that we feel like we have something that we have to keep from the world, right? So when that is loved and realized and accepted within ourselves, there's nothing left to be hurt by. Mm -hmm. And that's power. Yeah. That is absolute personal power. And so you get to then show your truth out into the world. Yeah. Oh my God. I love that explanation. For anyone who just listened, rewind and listen to that again. <laughs> Because I feel like you were speaking to me and I'm sure anyone who was listening was like, you're speaking to me because there are so many things that you go through in life. You don't even realize how they're impacting you. And especially as a child. And I love how you talk about, like, you feel the energy in the room and you, you can't make sense of it because not everything is explicit. Like, you know, you don't always have somebody saying, don't cry. You're like, and so you don't really, it doesn't make sense when you're like, oh, I was allowed to cry. But then you see the other side, those subconscious messages that were sent to you and, and then how that told your system to shut down. And, and I, I just love, there's so many parts of that. You're like, oh, I, I could just very much relate to that. And, and the shame of like, you're not good enough. You know, what you do is not good enough. You are not enough. And so many of us experience this in life and just feel like no matter what we do, we're not good enough. And when you live in that shame, I lived in that for years myself. And it's like, when you live there, it's such a, it's such a dark place to live in. And it's really hard to see the world as good. It's hard to see people as good. It's hard to see anything as, as beneficial or positive. And so I, I just love that explanation. And hopefully for anyone who just listened to that, it helps you gain clarity on things that you're not, nothing's wrong with you. It's just that you've been told these messages and we have to start to release them and change the dialogue and change the way we perceive ourselves. So I absolutely love that. That was an amazing explanation of that. And it just, it just makes incredible sense for someone who's listening. That feels like I haven't touched into my authentic self in years. I've shrouded myself in shame. I feel that I'm just not enough. Where would you recommend somebody to start? What would be a good starting for, place for that person? That something they could do maybe today that would hope, help them get out of that place a little bit. Yeah. The first thing that comes to mind is to breathe into your body and just take a breath, just breathe into your body and just soften, soften your body, soften just any tension that you're holding and just let go in this very moment of the thoughts and the tension 
and the emotion. Because in that tiny little moment, all it takes is a, a breath and a letting go. You can release the, the emotional, mental, and physical tension that you're carrying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then it is about creating a daily practice, right? Whatever that looks like to you. But one of you know the most powerful ways that we can work with ourselves is again with our nervous system. And you know, you can wake up in the morning, breathe into your body, just breathing down into your belly, just complete breath for you. Inhale, breathe down into the belly where the belly comes out, exhaling out the mouth, and just breathe, take some breaths. Just feel your body, feel your breath. Mm -hmm. When you first wake up, mm -hmm. do that. Yeah. Allow yourself that moment to connect to your body, connect to your breath, and then do that again right before you go to sleep. This only takes a couple of minutes. The breath is extremely powerful in connecting our subconscious and our conscious minds it's very powerful in releasing, you know, our lungs are one of our outside of our kidneys they are our highest detoxification system of our physical body. Your breath releases energy. It releases emotion. It releases stress. You know, like one of my favorite things to do is, uh, like sigh, like, uh, just like, let it go. Yeah. That's such a psychological response. It tells our body like, mm -hmm. Oh, like, let it go, sweetheart. Like, oh, yeah, you know, feel different. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so when we're using our breath, the other great thing about our breath is it stimulates our nervous system very quickly, very easily. So when you're waking up and you're saying the most important thing to me right now is me. And you're doing that for a couple of breaths. And then right before you go to bed, the most important thing to me right now is me. You are cultivating a relationship with yourself. Ultimately, yes, you know, meditation, all these circum these these techniques and tools that we can connect deeper into the body and the being. But if somebody is really starting out, it's saying yes to ourselves. Mm -hmm. It's giving ourselves permission to cultivate time and say, I'm important. Heck. I'm the most important to my life mm -hmm. person to my life. Right. Cause, cause it's me, mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm literally my life. Right. Mm -hmm. So if I don't exist, my life doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. It's really important to understand whether you're a mother, whoever you are, if you don't exist, you don't exist, sweetheart. Mm -hmm. So you're very important to you and you're very important to your life. So when we say yes to ourselves, we cut out these times in our day and heck even throw one in the middle. Right. Yeah then we're starting to say yes to our own being and starting to value who we are, our time, our presence. Mm -hmm. And that is very, again, subconscious in what begins to transpire in the relationship. Cause there's only one. And that is you, there are no others. Yeah. So you're oh, cultivating my... the relationship mm -hmm. with yourself. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. That's such a powerful thing. And again, it's something that's simple. You can do. It's not something that's taking you hours. You don't have to overhaul your life. And, and the 
just sharing that you have to say yes to yourself is just so poignant. It really is. And again, it may seem simple, but so many of us don't say yes to ourselves. We say yes to the obligations. We say yes to the meetings. We say yes to everybody else who demands things of us. So we don't say yes to ourselves. And that hits home more than ever to me, things I've just went experienced in my life. And if you're listening to this, start saying yes to yourself and, and take a large advice because it's so true. Absolutely true. I love that. For anyone who wanted to connect with you, can you let them know where they can find you and, and please share your podcast too so they can start listening to that as well? Yes, absolutely. Alarasage.com is my website. I'm on Instagram at Alarasage. I'm on LinkedIn at Alarasage. Basically everything at Alarasage. And then, yes, thank you so much, Kelly. Uh, I launched my new podcast called The Ecstatic Woman. So you can find that at theecstaticwomanpodcast.com. And of course, Apple, Spotify, all the platforms, The Ecstatic Woman. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you so much. I'll put everything in the show notes. So if you're listening to this, definitely check out the show notes and connect to Alara and start listening to her podcast. And I know you're going to have amazing guests on there. So definitely compliments us very well. And, you know, just continue to expose yourself to people who can elevate you, bring you up, give you different ways of looking at life. And that is the most beautiful thing is just allowing yourself to be open to these things that if you're not happy where your life is now, there are so many opportunities and ways to change that. And the first thing is just starting to expose yourself to something different. So thank you so much for everything you shared today and just for being on the show. Yay. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you to the audience for listening. Absolutely. And again, for anyone who is listening, please share this episode. You know, the most beautiful gift you can give someone is inspiration and, and advice and just a resource if for someone who's maybe going through something that you're going through. So share the episode and also subscribe to the podcast so you can continue to get more episodes just like this. So thank you. Thank you for spending your precious time to listen to this episode of Rewiring Health. My mission is to inspire hope and healing through science-backed practices. If you found value in this, please share with three people and leave a review. By doing so, this message can be spread to those who need to hear it most. Also, to get updates on the most recent episodes, please subscribe to the channel. Thank you so much for being part of this community, and I am forever grateful for you.